Welcome to the May 13th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and talk about the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host Space Marine, live from space. Bitcoin is now above $7,000. On Sunday, Bitcoin went as high as $75.65 on Bitstamp, the new 2019 high, and that's up from $5,600 a week ago. So it went up $1,000 within about a week. Currently, Bitcoin's trading at $7,100. It was practically going exponential parabolic on Saturday and Sunday before finally it kind of went too high and reached an equilibrium. But that being said, the trend of more buying pressure than selling pressure continues. Bitcoin went as low as about $6,800 on Sunday after hitting that peak of $7,565. So $6,800 appears to be our support level. And since then, if you draw a trend through the volatility, Bitcoin has been rising since then on Sunday when it hit $6,800. So $6,800 is our support. There appears to be more buying pressure than selling pressure. And it appears $7,500 to $7,600 is the level to watch to see if we can continue this bull run. And it's been quite a bull run. In the past month, Bitcoin has risen from $5,000 to where it is now. So it's up over $2,000 in the past month. In the past three months, since the middle of February, Bitcoin is up from about $3,500 to where it is now. So it's up 100% in the last three months. And since that bear market low in December, Bitcoin was at $3,100. Now it's at $7,100 as they speak. So we're up $4,000 since that bear market low. That's an increase of 129%. Bitcoin is actually the most successful asset class in 2019. It's more successful in stocks or bonds or gold or any precious metal or commodities. Bitcoin is the most profitable asset in 2019. And indeed... We never see gains of 100% on the stock indices. In fact, the stocks are kind of doing poorly right now, and that's kind of contributing to Bitcoin's increase. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down about 600 points in the last week. It declined from about 26,500 points to just below 26,000 points. So 26,500 points has been the long-term resistance level for the Dow Jones. In fact, it has not exceeded that since January 2018. It's been sideways and volatile for a year and a half now the stock market and that's the first time in like a decade we've seen the stock market stop gaining we were in a bull run actually since bitcoin was created in 2009 the stocks were on a bull run all the way through the beginning of 2018 when that bull run kind of stopped and out sideways anyways this morning just like many mornings last week the futures are way down for the dow jones it's showing a 300 point loss right at the opening bell at 9 30 a.m eastern time i'm recording this around 7 30 a.m so in a couple hours, it looks like another bloodbath on the stock market. And if this trend continues of the stock market weakening, and they're blaming it right now on the trade war, but this has kind of been building up for a while due to pretty much a huge debt bubble in the stock market. And the bond yield curve indeed has inverted twice now, which indicates that there's people rushing into long-term bonds because they expect the stocks to crash. But yeah, the bond yield uh interest rates are going towards zero because people are rushing into them the stocks are losing money this is bitcoin is one of the only profitable investments there is and bitcoin's market cap is still very low even after all this rallying bitcoin has 125 billion dollar market cap it was a lot lower before this rally happened it was like over 50 percent lower than this but anyways 125 billion dollars is small compared to the tens of trillions of dollars in the stock market so literally if we see like a fraction of the money in the stock market even like a percent or two going into bitcoin 
Uh, that will cause the biggest Bitcoin rally ever in history. I believe we're already seeing the beginning of that. There's definitely some money coming from stock investors into Bitcoin because why not make a bunch of money with a small amount of money relative to them instead of putting a huge amount of money in the stock market and losing a huge amount of money. And then the more people that invest into Bitcoin, it starts causing this rapid feedback loop where the price is rising quickly and people are rushing into it. So even now we're at $7,100. There is clearly more buying pressure than selling pressure, which is pretty amazing. And that just shows that despite Bitcoin going up by over 100%, people still want it and they're buying it more than people are selling it. So things are looking bullish still right now. And the rest of the crypto market also spiked over the weekend. This morning, the crypto market is mixed, but on Saturday night, the crypto market was way in the green. Like There was plenty of cryptocurrencies up 10 or 20%. I believe Bitcoin Cash was up like 25% at one point on Saturday night. This morning, things are mixed, but it's more important to look at the actual dollar price of the cryptocurrencies and see where they are now because they're a lot higher than they were before the rally over the weekend. So Ethereum is at $190, $20 billion market cap, a lot higher than it was before this rally over the weekend. Ripple's not that much higher. It's at $0.32 cents about, $13.4 billion market cap. It's up 1% this morning. By the way, Ethereum's down 1%, but like I said, the percentage changes don't really matter compared to how much they went up over the weekend. Bitcoin Cash is kind of flat in the past 24 hours, but it's at $355. It's way up over the weekend. It went up like 25% and kind of held those gains. $6.3 billion market cap. Litecoin's up a lot too. It's down 2.4% in the past 24 hours, but it's at $86 now. It was over $90 during the rally on the weekend. But yeah, Litecoin is a $5.3 billion market cap. EOS is at $5.37. It's down 1.5% in the past 24 hours, but before the weekend, it was below $5. EOS has nearly a $5 billion market cap. Binance Coin is the big winner this morning. So Binance Coin is up 9.2% in the past 24 hours, $3.2 billion market cap. It's near $23, so Binance got hacked. They lost 7,000 Bitcoins in a really sophisticated hack that caught them by surprise. But they actually had an insurance fund called SAFU, SAFU. So they take 10% of their trading fees all the time and put it towards this insurance fund in case they get hacked. So that was pretty good planning. So Binance hasn't lost any of the money of their customers and Binance is going to reopen on Tuesday. That's the announcement that just came out. Binance is reopening Tuesday for deposits and withdrawals. And by the way, Binance has pretty much been open this whole time. It's just you couldn't deposit and withdraw. So trading has been live on Binance and there's still plenty of trading on there. They're actually going to pause the trading briefly to do a security upgrade for their system right before the deposits and withdrawals open. But yeah, Tuesday it's reopening. And back to the market analysis, that's why Binance Coin is rallying. Now it might rally even more uh, today and tomorrow as Binance reopens. So Binance Coin is back to where it was before the Binance hack. It was literally maybe even below this level before the hack. So Binance remains strong, and that's really impressive that an exchange could lose 7,000 Bitcoins and keep operating smoothly, and people believe in it and trust it still. Stellar is down like 1% this morning, and it's near 10 cents. So Stellar and Ripple have not risen that much relative to the other cryptos. They are up, but basically they have a big centralized supply. Like more, Most of the supply is held with the developers of Stellar and Ripple. So whenever the market's rallying, they kind of dump a lot of coins, or at least other whales dump a lot of coins. I don't want to speculate too far and blame people for who's dumping the coins. Someone's dumping a lot of Stellar and Ripple, and that's making their percentage gains not as impressive compared to the rest of the crypto market during that rally over the weekend.
Cardano's up 1.5%. It's near $0.07 cents right now. Tron is up 2%. It's near $0.02.5. Cents, and it's actually not that much up. So it's kind of flat over the past week. Monero is near $77. So it was around $60 maybe a couple of weeks ago. So Monero's way up. Monero in general has been doing better than Bitcoin. It's the number one stealth crypto. Dash is at $131. Before this rally, it was at $110 or so. So Dash is way up. Bitcoin SV is near $58. In general, Bitcoin SV has been struggling. It went up a little when all the other cryptos rallied. Bitcoin SV was around $52 before the rally. Now it's around $58. Not that impressive. IOTA is up 4% in the past 24 hours. So IOTA is doing good this morning and it's near 31.5 cents. Before that rally over the weekend, IOTA actually dipped, but it recovered those losses and now it's gained some. IOTA is the number one Internet of Things cryptocurrency. Tezos, which is probably the top proof of stake cryptocurrency, is up 1%. It's near $1.28. Previously low, like about maybe a few weeks ago, Tezos was in the midst of a big pump. And Tezos is not yet higher than it was during that rally it had about a few weeks ago that peaked. Cosmos is over $4. Previously, Cosmos was way over $5, but it dumped and went down to like $3.50, but now it's back above $4. And then Dogecoin is down 3% in the past 24 hours. It's near 0.0027 cents. Dogecoin did go up, though, during the rally over the weekend, and it's a good amount higher than it was. So overall, the crypto market has rallied a lot. It was very bullish over the weekend. And even right now, as I'm talking, I started the market analysis. Bitcoin was at $7,100. Now it's at $7,220. And I believe it has a lot to do with the stocks, like I'm saying, because I'm like everyone's seeing the stock features now, at least people that are paying attention to it. And they're seeing, wow, the stocks are going to have a bloody day again. And it's starting to look like maybe a recession is coming in the stock market. So this is causing stock traders to literally take some money out of stocks and put it into Bitcoin. And even a little fraction of what's in stocks going into Bitcoin could cause a rally. So this morning we're seeing Bitcoin remain bullish and the total crypto market cap really reveals the story of how much the crypto market has risen. So about one week ago, the total crypto market cap was near $180 billion. This morning, the total crypto market cap is near $213 billion. Actually updating the page, it's gained $2 billion in the past maybe like 10 minutes. So the total crypto market cap is now $215 billion. And that's up $35 billion in a week. This is over 100% above the bear market low. During the bear market low, the total crypto market cap was $100 billion. So we're up over 100% from that. About 105% right now, maybe 106%. And the peak 2019 total crypto market cap was actually $224, $225 billion. So we're a little below that now. We're actually about $10 billion below the peak 2019 total crypto market cap. That's because Bitcoin was over $7,500 on Sunday for a brief amount of time. Perhaps we're going back to that low considering the buying pressure we're seeing on the market that persists. Even though Bitcoin is much higher than it was, people still want Bitcoin right now. And it seems like crypto winter is ending. It feels like crypto spring, like the rivers are thawing, the snow is melting. It seems like springtime is here for the crypto space. It's probably just slightly too soon to declare the bear market is over. I want to see this rally continue into the month of June and get past another CME expiration. And if that happens, I'd be ready to declare the bear market over, but not quite yet. So moving on to the first interesting story of the day.
Apparently, there's some rumors going around that eBay is going to start accepting cryptocurrency, and it's because of a sign placed at a conference that says, Virtual Currency, it's happening on eBay. So they made the sign, so eBay looks like they might be looking into cryptocurrency payments. This basically means they would team up with like a payment processor, like maybe like BitPay. And there's one they quote specifically called Utrust. So basically they would connect with one of these payment processors where like someone could send cryptocurrency to eBay and it's instantly converted to fiat. And that would be a big deal to have cryptocurrency ability on eBay. That would massively expand Bitcoin and crypto adoption. So that's something to look for. That being said, though, eBay did this in late 2017. So when Bitcoin was reaching $20,000, eBay said, or there was rumors at least, maybe they even said it, that they're going to start accepting crypto. And then we had that crypto winter. The bear market was really bad and eBay stopped talking about it. Now that Bitcoin's rallying again, eBay is basically going back to saying they want to do it. And maybe they, they will really do it this time. So I'm going to keep my eye on this. That would be a big step for crypto adoption if eBay starts accepting cryptocurrency. Moving on to the next story, so BitMEX predictably got wild during the rally over the weekend, and apparently they hit a new record volume of $10 billion. So I remember during the bear market, like months ago, their average volume even during the bear market was like $2 billion or so per day, and that's because BitMEX doesn't really care about if it's going up or down, so they don't care if Bitcoin's going up. Like if there's volatility, BitMEX and BitMEX traders thrive. They thrive on the volatility, they go long and short. They try to predict the price fluctuations and they could leverage up to 100x. So like literally like Bitcoin's price could move up a little. If someone predicts that little up movement, they can 100x leverage it and make a ton of money. So BitMEX is the top crypto derivatives exchange in the world. So this isn't actually Bitcoin being traded. There's certainly Bitcoin involved, but they're mostly trading derivatives contracts that represent Bitcoin. And then they can multiply that by 100 if they leverage it. So yeah, Arthur Hayes is the CEO of BitMEX. And he posted on his Twitter, they have $10.03 billion of volume in 24 hours. And that was yesterday. So that's the new record volume, probably for any sort of crypto-related exchange ever. $10 billion in one day. I can't imagine how much money they made in that day. Because throughout the day, there's this Twitter called BitMEX Wrecked. And it posts like all the liquidations there are on BitMEX. So people are probably getting liquidated all day long. And that's still happening every day, every second. But especially yesterday, there was a crazy volume, probably a crazy amount of liquidations too. And then his Twitter is also crazy in general. So it's not just the volume he posted. So someone said, hi, could I get a refund for shorting Bitcoin? I learned my lesson, promise I won again. And then other people were asking the same thing. And then he just posts on his Twitter, when you mess with the bull, you get the horns. So yeah, he's not apologetic about liquidating people's like accounts. And he shouldn't be. It's a business. There's clear rules to the trading. People make their decisions. And if they make the wrong decision, they lose money. It's not like if they won, like Arthur Hayes would say, hey, can you please give me back the money because you actually made money and, you know, it was too much or something. So, yeah, that's just the way it works. And then someone else posted this crazy thing. So it's like there's something called the Lord's Prayer and someone turned into like a BitMEX version of it. So I'm just going to read it because it's really hilarious. It says, Our Father, Arthur Hayes, who art in Hong Kong, hallowed be thy name. Thy overloaded come, thy liquidations be done on the troll box as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily funding and forgive us our stop losses as we forgive the market makers and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from crypto winter. Amen. Yeah. Moving on to the next story. By the way, as I'm talking, Bitcoin's now climbed back up to $7,300. So now we're up $200 while I'm recording the show for about the past 20 minutes. 
So the next story of the day is HTC is going to release a phone that has Bitcoin full node capabilities. So I believe HTC is behind the blockchain phone, which actually wasn't that big of a deal in my view. Like, I guess it had apps that you could use crypto wallets with or something, but all phones have crypto ability. So if you want to call that first blockchain phone a blockchain phone, then you could probably call every iPhone and Android in the world a blockchain phone because you could put crypto wallets on any phone, pretty much that's a smartphone. But this one's starting to get more serious. It's called the Exodus 1S. And it's going to have a Bitcoin full node on this. And I think it's actually a genius idea because running a Bitcoin full node on a computer is very difficult. First off, you got to download the whole blockchain, which takes like a month because it's like 200 gigabytes. Even with a decent internet connection, it takes like a month or two to download the Bitcoin blockchain in order to run a full node. And then you got to keep your computer on all the time. So let's say you turn your computer off like while you're sleeping. Like, then you got to wake up in the morning and sync the blockchain again. That would usually only take, like, maybe 10 or 20 minutes, but it, it takes some time. Then let's say you go on vacation and, or something, or you just don't want to look at the computer for a week. You turn the computer off, and then you would have to probably sync for an hour or two or three when you turn the computer back on. So having a Bitcoin full node, the Bitcoin Core wallet, basically, you have to keep your internet connected all the time. And the cool thing about a phone is... It's easy to keep the internet connected all the time. In fact, most people don't turn their phones off anymore nowadays. So literally, as long as this phone is turned on, it's downloading the Bitcoin blockchain. And I'm assuming it's probably going to come with like the blockchain already downloaded into it up to the point it was manufactured. So that makes it a lot easier to sync it. So yeah, this is a great way to have Bitcoin full nodes. And there's actually a lack of Bitcoin full nodes in the world. It's around like 10,000 Bitcoin full nodes in the world. I am one of them. So I'm one of 10,000... Like, full nodes in the entire world, which is kind of crazy. So having a phone that could do this will actually probably drastically increase the amount of full nodes. Assuming it's actually widely adopted, it might not be. This is, like, for some real cypherpunks, basically, because only, like, hardcore Bitcoiners would even want a Bitcoin full node. Most people are okay having a blockchain wallet or whatever online light wallet they have. Because these online light wallets, like the blockchain.com wallet... Like, literally, you download it, and it's ready. Bitcoin Core, you got to wait, like, a month or two to download it. You got to be really passionate about Bitcoin to download Bitcoin Core. Well, now, it's going to be easier for people if they just get this blockchain phone. It's going to have the Bitcoin blockchain in it. So, this phone, like, most phones have, like, even a good iPhone has, like, 32 gigabytes of memory, maybe. Maybe, like, the best one nowadays has 64 or something. This phone's going to have hundreds of gigabytes of memory. It's going to have to have that much memory in order to have the Bitcoin blockchain. So, that's the difference with this blockchain phone. First off, it'll probably come with a lot of the blockchain downloaded already, and it has a lot more memory than most phones. And surprisingly, its price is expected to be, be about $250 or $300. That's a pretty good deal for a phone with so much memory, actually. So that's kind of surprising. But simultaneously, that's the cost of like a pretty good Windows computer. So it's kind of like buying a Windows computer, except it's a phone. But then again, the iPhone's way more than that. The iPhone's like $1,000 or something. So it seems like it's a pretty good deal, and... I actually strongly recommend, if this is really what it says to be, Bitcoiners should get it. Because I know most Bitcoiners are not going to be downloading the full node and actually running the full node on their computer. But they really should be. If anyone has a significant amount of Bitcoin, and I'm talking even like half of Bitcoin is a lot of money nowadays. They should have Bitcoin Core and have that Bitcoin stored in Bitcoin Core and then write the private key down. And then encrypt their Bitcoin Core wallet. And then their Bitcoins are totally safe. They exist only in that Bitcoin wallet on their computer. Even with blockchain, blockchain's been very reputable for years. And I still tell new users to use blockchain when they're first using crypto. But 
it's better if you're using like lots of Bitcoin. Like if you have a lot of money, I'm talking like a thousand dollars or more. So not even that much Bitcoin. We're talking like 0.1 to 0.2 Bitcoin starting to be the threshold where you should have Bitcoin core. So like literally there's no chance you're going to lose your money because blockchain is very reputable, but the private keys are stored in a server somewhere. They've been very good about not getting hacked. They have good security, but the only way to truly never get hacked is to have Bitcoin core on your own computer running the full node encrypt that wallet and then write the private key down somewhere safe and write it down correctly it's a very long string of letters and numbers so you got to write it down completely correctly and let's say your computer gets hit with like a nuclear bomb or like a meteorite like if you have that private key written down literally you'll get your bitcoins back it doesn't matter if someone steals your computer and ships it off to another country to try to hack your computer it won't get hacked and then you'll have time to write down like to enter your private key into any other bitcoin wallet and you'll get your bitcoins back so I think it's cool HTC is releasing a phone with the Bitcoin full node capabilities because it makes it a lot more secure to hold Bitcoin. In fact, this is just like the first time we're seeing a full node phone, but I think it's going to be a necessity. If Bitcoin's going to take over the global financial system, we're going to need these sort of phones, period. Like everyone's going to have to have one that uses Bitcoin and then everyone might be using Bitcoin. So this might be the future right here. Moving on to the next story. So I'm still monitoring that lawsuit between the New York Attorney General's office and Bitfinex and Tether. So that caused kind of like a storm in the markets a couple weeks ago when it happened. And now it's kind of settled down. Like literally Bitfinex has no price premium versus Bitstamp. So originally the price premium on Bitfinex was like $400, maybe a little more at its worst. And that's because people were rushing to move their funds into Bitcoin and withdraw it from Bitfinex. But literally there was no real signs that there was withdrawal problems. Maybe at one point there were some signs that withdrawals were going slow, but Bitfinex has been able to honor the withdrawals and deposits for fiat and crypto. And eventually the hype kind of died down and now there's no price premium at all on Bitfinex. It's literally the same as Bitstamp, the price there. And then we see Bitfinex announcing Paolo Ardoino, who's kind of in charge of Bitfinex, said they raised $1 billion of Tether. So they took their investments in Tether instead of actual US dollars or Bitcoin. They raised a billion dollars in 10 days and they received investments for over a hundred million dollars each. And then they say they have a legion of investors that invested over a million dollars each. And they're saying there's a small amount of coins left for some sort of public IEO. So they're calling this an initial exchange offering, but it's really an initial coin offering. It's for their Leo token, LEO token. And yeah, so they say they might go do a public sale of it and kind of do a live sale. And that would probably cause a lot of hype and speculation, especially since they're saying they're going to have a few percent of the supply available for the whole rest of the world to buy this token. That's kind of like what Binance does on their launch pad. They usually only release like 2% of the token supply. And that causes the token price to go far above what it should be because there's a limited supply and the whole world of demand. So Bitfinex appears to be aiming for this with their LEO token. And I'm watching what's going to happen with the New York Attorney General's office. Literally, they're in the middle of a lawsuit with the United States of America for, like, money laundering and deceptive uh, accounting practices. And, yeah. So, and then they raised a billion dollars with, like, an ICO right in the middle of it. So, we'll see how this goes. I don't think it's over yet, but we're kind of, like, in the eye of the hurricane. We went through one of the eye walls. It was really stormy in the eye wall. Now we're in the eye. 
And I think the other side of the eye wall is coming for Bitfinex and Tether. I'm not saying they're going to collapse or anything, but I know there's going to be another shot coming across the bow from the New York Attorney General's office in the New York Supreme Court. So that's all I have for you today on this May 13th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also join that Crypto.IQ trading desk. They are making mad profits over there right now. And if you join the Crypto.IQ trading desk, you can see their trades in real time and a full trade analysis of each trade. So just by reading their full trade analysis, you can become an expert crypto trader and it gets even better. You can ask the Crypto.IQ traders questions in real time and they'll answer your questions pretty quickly. Clearly, joining the Crypto.IQ trading desk is the best way to become an expert and profitable cryptocurrency trader. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space.